Trendsetters, this is episode 657 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Meg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Follow my training at coronavirus.com. Now, all that's out of the way, let's move on. Ironman Cairns was on the weekend, and fair dinkum, did Mother Nature put on a day for them. It's... It's like she put it, brought out the little roller and rolled that swim course flat as a tack for them, it's, which is the strangest things I've seen up there because every time I've done that race, I feel like I've gone head first into a washing machine. And that bike course, it's generally um, out of the 180 Ks, you do about 120 all up in headwind and with the last 60-odd Ks in headwind. And it's generally... Um, around that 25k an hour headwind you're going into with gusts between 30 and 40 k's an hour. That's generally what a typical Ironman Cairns day looks like. Oh, they had 8 kilometer an hour winds. It was just bloody magnificent. And and the run, it was, you know, a bit of cloud cover, but it was a little bit humid, a little bit warm, but not too shabby at all. I had an athlete racing it, and she ended up qualifying for Kona, but which was, you know, just just it was a real trophy for the amount of work she did um consistent work but a couple of months ago i i went for a 200k ride with her and um she 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 was under the impression this swims you know nice flat even steady you know little ripper because she was told that and i go no 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 this is this is going to be a pretty rough swim for you and um and then i was telling her about the the headwind on the bike now she she she's crossed that finishing line thing i've had her on the whole time thinking that bloody bald-headed turds told me i was gonna be washed away on washed three you know three continents over by the bloody water and then i was gonna blowing like a gale but no it was just a beautiful day was, yeah congratulations to everyone who did that race that bloody spectacular i'm sure because i'll be up there next year and I'll be just positive next year it's going to be a nasty swim. Bloody, sh- I'm, I'm, I don't want the swim to be nasty, but I want definitely want pretty strong winds on on the bike if I can, if, if Mother Nature can hear me now. Not that I like it riding in the wind. That's just it's just probably going to help me if if it is windy. Anyway, uh, today's question comes from Adam, who writes. Let me bring it up. I should be a little bit more prepared here. Uh, he's got a question about gears and using it for hills. Uh, gear usage on hills. How to make sure you're getting the most out of your front and rear chain rings to maintain the maximum speed over a lumber or up a hill. Uh, Poet says that riding a steady 30 kilometers an hour, you're in the big ring at 52.36 and halfway down on the rear cassette, 11.28. Uh, you hit a, you hit a little lump, you hit a little, a little lumpy hill, only short 300 meters, but enough to kill your cadence and speed to 20 kilometers an hour. Uh, we'll stop there. Probably not that high of a gradient if you've only gotten down to 20. But anyway, um, what's the best way to ride, mate? Uh, keep the big ring and flicker up the rear cassette, cross-chaining for a little while, or flick down to the rear cassette and make harder, make it make harder while you're still in the big ring. 
then knock yourself into the small ring to the fr- in the front to keep the cadence high and trying to maintain speed and high cadence for the approaching for the approach to hill so um a, a few little things are running through my head here um if you i've had the privilege to ride with um current pro cyclists pro triathletes retired pro cyclists and they've all got something in common that they their gear selection their cadence selections is just a work of art it's truly truly beautiful to watch um i um i rode behind um oh what was um i'm trying to remember when it was now I was riding, it was, I guess about a year ago, I was riding with uh, Bernie Salzberger, who's a retired pro cyclist. And he he just made, um, I, I was mesmerised. I thought, you just need to be put straight into a modern art gallery and for the world to see you constantly riding in gear selection, cadence selection, body positions, standing on the pedal, sitting back down, moving your hands with different positions. It was just just a work of art and um and and i've I've, I've ridden with others too that that do the exact same thing and um which you know you constantly start looking at your own cadence selections um gear selections power ratio so if we're talking about training or if we're talking about racings, these are all different scenarios um, because training your and what's the point of your training session? Um, is it an aerobic session? Well, then you flicking down into the easiest gear so you can keep your heart rate or your power um, low um, would probably be more of a, a key factor. If if you're doing a strength session, you're trying to you know. Be, um yeah build build um cycle you know cycle specific strength so to speak um big gear crunching those just eating those um a low cadence eating those gears going up you that's a different session if you're doing um let's say six minutes at a particular power it really doesn't matter what gears you're selecting because you're really sitting at that particular power if you're doing a race specific type of session it right right cadence right power that really does matter you don't ideally you don't want to be cross-chaining um if you just i'm confusing the crap out of myself here just saying all this stuff but if if it's you're just going out for a normal ride, you're not really giving a crap whether you're doing um, power, what you, you know, what your power is, what your cadence is. I'd be get, getting out of that big ring, um, getting getting into the small ring, making sure my chains, you know, semi straight, and just increasing my cadence most likely, and just making life easy while I ride up. More times than not, we we. You know, you can your your power is going to increase, but let's say your power increases to your FTP, for instance, or you go into your VO2 max. The speed differences between you know um, of of riding at FTP and riding in your VO2 really isn't a hell of a lot of speed. So you you in a race, if it's Ironman seventy point three something like that, you're not generally going over FTP at all. 
you, 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 it's, there's no real point. Um, you, in, and in for Ironman, you're probably trying to go under FTP, a nice easy spin up the legs, um, up the hill, like you're using the hill for recovery more than anything. And then you're becoming as aggressive as possible on the descent. Um, and um, what else am I? I'm, I'm thinking of a few different things that I could, I'm, I'm struggling to get out here. So um, I would. I, it, it all depends on the focus of the session, the focus on the race. Um, I. It, it's it's easy to overcomplicate things, but I, I would be constantly in all training sessions, not worried about, not too stressed about um, staying in the big ring, staying in the little ring. I'd be con- I I do I constantly move up and down, um, constantly changing gears, constantly changing my cadence um, to so I can keep it even power. If you one of the beautiful things, if you've got a power meter and you're riding to power, trying to um, have power control on the outside, it's very easy to have that beautiful power control indoors. Um, it, it's a completely different beast when you're on the outside. And one of the, the athletes, I don't know if he shows his power anymore on Strava, but he used to, is Egan Bernal. Um, he could be going up and down valleys, left, right and centre, but uh, and at the time when I was bloody gawking at him the whole time, Tim Kerrison would have him doing like these six minutes. Excuse me, he'd be getting him to do like um, an hour's worth of six minutes at fifty-five RPM, six minutes at ninety RPM, and then vice versa with the cadence. But the power would be staying exactly the same. It'd be let's call it three hundred watts, uh, and it would be just you'd look at this um, graph and you think, my God, it's like he's put it on erg mode on the outside world. It's it's incredible, um, but yeah. So trying to develop that power control. So if you're going out for that two, you know, let's say you're doing um, ten minutes of two hundred watts, you hit your. Um, your 300 meter hill incline um you may go from 30 k's an hour down to 14 k's an hour so um no some maybe 10 k's an hour depending on the gradient of that hill um but your power remain the same your cadence um may have even stayed the same and you've just changed your gears right down to, to flick through but um, I, w- I wouldn't be too concerned about moving the gears up and down, um, big ring, little ring, ch- constantly changing it. Uh, and I would be con- focusing on constantly changing it and changing your cadence too. It's um, yeah, we we say oh my my cadence is ninety RPM, eighty RPM, a hundred RPM, whatever whatever it is. But you need to be efficient between um, 60 to 110 RPM. You, you really do. At very little, at very minimum, you, you want to be able to hold 110 RPM for at least two minutes uh, without it costing you anything significantly. Because there will be times in certain parts of a ride, certain parts of a race, that you will have to go up to those sort of cadences. Um, there's going to be times where you have to go down to 60, 65 RPM or so. Uh, um, it, it, and generally, you know, and everything in between. It's one thing um, I ended up focusing, leading into my last Ironman, I was pretty confident I could hold um for an entire ironman anything between 60 rpm and 100 rpm for the entire ironman 
um, I, I, I would have been, so if my gears got stuck or, or whatever, um, and that happened in one Ironman um, years ago, my gear cable broke, but I was, if anything happened, I was very confident in my ability to, to do that in the entire, in to do the entire Ironman in that cadence. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm just, I'm just gibbering here. Um, I would probably, it's, you work on, work at your goal and then, um, all your sessions are based around trying to get the most out of that goal and you stick with the structure of that session and, and you go from there that that's more or less it is but don't be afraid of using hills as part of a skills development as well it, 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 it's a lot of good good crap can happen from that if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com until next episode who bloody rule